0: Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi everyone, welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe podcast, the podcast for PHP enthusiasts. And uh, some shocking news, we are now actually recording with video uh, as well, so uh, not for you guys, you can't see the video, but unfortunately I can, and I can see Fraser and Lewis right now giving me all kinds of rude, uh, what's the word, gesticulations? Gestures. I've Gestures. No idea Which is quite off-putting, but uh, we'll carry on anyway. But,
1: um, I was just yeah. waving, maybe not in the conventional sense, <laughs> but I was scratching my, my cheek.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome to our podcast. Uh, podcast for PHP enthusiasts and everything web. And I am um, joined, as I've just mentioned, really, by uh, my two good pals, uh, Lewis Keynes. Good evening.
1: I'm and back. You're back. You are yeah. back. You are back. And Fraser Hart.
2: Good evening. This
1: Lewis is, is really back. this is this is this feels really it doesn't feel right being able to see both of you while we're doing this. Yeah,
0: it changes I, it completely.
1: Think, actually, oh, yeah, it does. it's I, a new
2: dynamic. I quite like it. I think it's quite good. It's a lot better. A lot better. A lot so personal. I think it,
1: I have concerns that it might take away from the the quality of uh, what we put <laughs> out there.
2: Well, I think we've already kind of established that's going to be the case because Ed's away, so we we're <laughs> we going to be yes. uh, yeah. it's going to be a poor yeah. show anyway. But we'll, we'll yeah. try and get through.
0: We've uh, we've lost the intelligent one tonight, so it's going to be a bit um, substandard. But yeah, poor people we can. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's we should probably start with that actually, because prior to this week we couldn't have video on Skype. So did you Fraser you reckon uh, they've just changed their policy or something?
2: Yeah, I think it was literally two or three days ago. I read something about it on that website that I've read it. Um <laughs> which I do actually genuinely love. I just have a bit of a lovely relationship <laughs> with it. Um but yeah, no, I read something about it on there. And uh, it's it's kinda good as well because uh it's Lewis <laughs> is balancing something on his head uh, <laughs> yeah it might not be good for the listeners at the moment sorry but, uh, no it's the, really yeah I, i'll this. stop there. because before yeah you'd have to have uh, like a premium subscription i think that was something like a a 10 pound a month or a five pound a month fee so obviously it's, it's nice to get something like that for free and not have to pay for it
1: yeah very nice very nice
2: have you used uh, google hangouts before
0: yes
1: once or yes. twice yeah, we, we- we couldn't be trusted with that either. Yeah,
2: it's, it's great, but you kind of get carried away with the hats in the backgrounds and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly,
1: and the, the moustaches and all, yes. the, uh, all the weird stuff. And sound effects. <laughs> we don't have enough to... sound effects on this show. Yeah. We need that to do true. something about that.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, uh, Lou, how's your week been?
1: My week has been, like every other week, has been for the past... I don't know how long. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, yeah. I, I'm yeah literally... Uh, coding around the clock and doing not a lot else at the moment i'm getting up alarm goes off about six o'clock uh leave for work at about i don't know ten to six uh, So not ten to six uh ten to seven and uh i'm at work from like seven till half five and then when i get home I'm cracking on with stuff until about ten o'clock in the evening so it's you, been get that the way office, for...
2: you get to the office at seven o'clock every morning and then you're you're on the ball from then
1: Pretty much, uh, were, I, I'm not due to start till half eight, but okay. I, I like to go in early just because where I live, the traffic gets really, really yeah. bad around rush hour, and uh, I quite like I quite like easing myself into the morning slowly. It's quite nice to just be there on my own for for a bit, and just kind of we got a pool table at work and stuff, yeah. so I just wander out and have a cup of tea and have a game of pool and break myself in oh, into the day gently. So uh, yeah, but. Um, Got another new project given to me at work this week, but a really good one. My my two main things that I've had going have just ground to a halt. It's uh, so frustrating to have done so much work on two projects like that and have them so so far down the path. But from the client end, it's just ground to a halt. So all that work's just there and right. doing nothing. So are the they dragging so, their
2: feet on? Is it the standard you you waiting on content from them or?
1: Yeah, content literally. Uh, well there's the main, the main one which is the electrical company which is the the one that I've been working on for ages that I haven't now touched for about two months two and a half months literally because they just haven't sent content in for it yeah I think I think I've probably talked about this a few times but and then the uh, the other one's the e-commerce site and that's ground to a halt now as well because I've kind of you know you know when you do do a do enough to get the project rolling but then yep. you need a bit more input from the client as to how it's going to develop from there yeah and um my boss is they've suddenly it's just they're just not replying to his emails so oh, really? so yeah i'm kind of kind of loath to continue with that until we know what's going on with it yeah, so absolutely. yeah so yeah and then um, got a few other bits and bobs on the go so it's all it's all go it's all busy it's good it's fun though i'm not complaining
2: awesome and how, how are you getting on with your your private projects are you cracking on with those are you busting them out or are you still piled up
1: one of them's nearly there it's just it's just taken a while to get from from start to finish yeah uh the other one is now through the design phase which is nice it's yeah. uh, the first time i've used this design crowd website designcrowd.com okay
2: oh this is the other yeah, one that you were saying that people kind of bid on your designs and stuff for
1: yeah it's it's amazing it's 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 If I was a lot richer, it'd be like weirdly addictive. I think because you just stick this budget up and these ideas, and you just get all these design ideas back, and they're all really good. Really, and the um, quality—it's
2: good quality work as well.
1: Oh, fantastic! Like I I was so pleasantly surprised. Like um, the—I've just put another project on there, but the the first one that that we did that's now um, in the kind of the development phase, we got uh, probably about fifteen different designs back from it. From from not a, not a huge budget, a reasonable yep. one, but um, and the quality of the they are all like they're not like just designers who have made a website. They're obviously like website designers who know yep. what they're doing, and they look—they're really really classy designs. And you know, I can't wait to build this thing. And as soon as I do, I'll uh, I'll share a link.
2: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. I'm, I'm liking the private work, and I'm hoping you know these first small steps are what will lead into a full time freelance career eventually. Yep. So perfect hi yeah.
0: Right. yeah that's really cool I uh, I mean, I know you guys uh, do a bit of freelance so I just towards the end I, like you were just saying Lee like you're coding like all the time yeah I mm. find that a little bit tiring especially if it's the same thing like all the time yeah. it's yeah. okay if like, the projects are really varied but I yeah, find what it very really difficult,
2: difficult to just the, there seems to be like a wall between me like as, as soon as I finish at work I, I don't know if it's my brain shuts itself off for the day and I get home and even if yeah. I sit there and try and, and sit in front of the computer and start coding like I, I, I can't do it and I find myself oh, getting on the Feedly and then getting on Reddit and then getting on Facebook and going on yeah, the yeah. cycle of just doing nothing yeah. basically you
1: def- yeah. I definitely have learned a lesson from this that full time job and, and private stuff just don't mix Yeah, yeah. No, you know no, my, whole, my whole Easter bank holiday apart from when we went out for a few drinks I didn't leave the house and it's kind of been that way for the last, you know, for the last few weeks, as I say. And I kind of feel like, you know, I want my life back, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Even even one, maybe maybe one project on the go at a time as well, but not like three or four like I've had. I mean, it's been a, it's been it's been a lot to manage. And yeah, I've I've learned a lesson from it, and I'll be doing things differently once I get through this kind of stage that I'm in. Yeah, that's really cool
0: though. There is that learning curve that you know you'll improve. Um, like how you do things next time I guess that's that's what it's all about isn't
1: it yeah definitely definitely you know it's just coming into like the the golf season's building and I want to be out on the golf course a lot more these days you know because it's it's summer now and I don't play a lot over the winter so I'm I'm only getting a play well if I'm lucky once a week at the moment and that's that has to change definitely so yeah
2: nice (laughs) All right, you, Fraser, what have you been up to? Um, to be honest, I, I'd struggle to tell you. It's been such a, a whirlwind of a week. Um, mm. Just thinking, in the office, I said I was working on a review system for an e-commerce platform that we've been building last week. That's that's done, yeah. and that's in place. Um, and nice. then we've been rolling the e-commerce out to another client, um, but this is going to be a bit of an interesting one. This, this is the project that I was talking about, being able to get involved with the, the front-end MVC frameworks and stuff. So it's kind of... it's the The project is they're they're selling. It's effectively like a, a Vista Print kind of thing where you can go on and you can you can make your own. It's not business cards, but it's that kind of thing. And it's like you move your text around and you customize your text. So that's yeah. going to be the, the front end MVC framework part of it anyway. So um, nice. It, yeah, it'll be interesting once I get to get around to doing that. But I've just been working putting all the the kind of the framework together and in the the PHP framework in in the Laravel e commerce system that we've got. Um, yeah. Just been putting that all together um, before I get to the actual customization part. So it's been it's been pretty interesting, but uh, I am looking forward to getting onto the next stage and and actually doing doing the uh, the front end.
0: Yeah, so is this like the uh, the most you've done on Laravel for a while? Or yeah, well, you, the
2: last yeah. few weeks I've I've been pretty much solid on Laravel, so it's been it's been really really good. Because, um, mm. like I said, before, well, for the the last six months or so, I've been working on this this kind of front end thing, which was all pure jQuery, pretty much. Yeah. Um, which wasn't the nicest thing in the world to work on. So that's that's kind of yeah. done now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so on, on to, to Laravel and then onto this this front end MVC. So I think I'm going to do it in Angular um, just because I think the community behind Angular is a lot bigger than it is with, say, Backbone or Ember, even though yeah. I do like the hamster, as I keep talking about the is hamster. Angular the one
1: that Ed, <laughs> is, is Angular the one that Ed raves about?
2: I think so. Yeah, it's it's the one um, that I was talking about. There was a guy that, that I watched a video that he put together on on one of them last week, um, and that was that was in in Angular, and uh, yeah, it just seemed to make sense. I'm I'm going to stick with that, and the yeah, like I said, the community is a lot bigger. And if you if you do a search on Stack Overflow for Angular questions versus Ember questions, there's there's a hell of a lot more action around Angular than there is around Ember. So I'm going to jump in with Ember. Uh, sorry, <laughs> with Angular, I think.
1: I'd definitely, I'd definitely be intrigued to see how that goes. I don't really understand how MVC works. We could work with JavaScript. But yeah, you should check out that video. The,
2: that video is really useful, and it's 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 not just the the whole fact that it's MVC. It's all, all the hooks into everything. So it's it's the way I, I'm awful at explaining stuff, which is probably not good for a podcast co-host. But it's <laughs> like <laughs> trying to find the words is a nightmare sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It really um, it's it's kind of just the the, the interactivity and, and everything that's that's already built in for you so it just works yeah it works just just nice
0: (laughs) yeah i've uh i used angular a couple of times and i was really impressed with it but like i think i've probably said a thousand times but a couple of issues i had was well first thing was really i liked it but i couldn't really um justify using it on smaller websites yep because the, the setup time it was. It did take a little while to be honest, but maybe like you did it once and you saw against that whole, yeah. You got got like a base setup that you could then use again and again. But um, I couldn't really justify it at the time. But the other thing I had was like I loved the whole. You know, you would say like what the dependencies were, and it would just load them in for you. Yep. But then I, I, it must have been something I did wrong. But basically, every time I like uh, refresh the page, I get a message saying, you know, that uh, message you get when jQuery can't be found. And it says like dollar is not oh, defined. Yeah, yep. but, I kept getting that, but then I refreshed the page and it found uh, so <laughs> it. So was, it was—it was odd. Something I must have done wrong. Bizarre, but yeah, yeah. But I was impressed, and like you say, it seems to be the one that's got the most support. Yeah. So um, I think it's got Google behind it, and yeah. Guess,
2: yeah, you can't really go wrong with it, I guess. If, if there's people using it and Google's behind it, then yeah, I think it's 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 going to end up the winner.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I agree. How about yourself? Anyway, what's your
0: week been like? Mm uh really good question uh it <laughs> well,
1: must from, be a bit quieter for you now
0: yeah it is a lot better now yeah thankfully um uh, yeah exams coming up though in three weeks so i just need to get my head down with that but uh yeah to be honest with you away from the tech side of things i have uh also just getting ready for the baby and uh uh, this doesn't sound relevant, but uh painted the kitchen, basically, at the weekend, so I was doing that, and uh, that kind of basically took up most of my weekend. so it's pretty um, sucky stuff, really. But oh, um, are, you,
1: are you selling the house to your baby, then, or...? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, women go through something called nesting, where, like, before, oh, yeah. um, they, like, they want everything perfect, so... Is that uh, why
1: they're called birds? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible joke, I'm so sorry.
0: Ooh. Cut that
1: out.
0: <laughs> um... But yeah, to be honest with you, so that's kind of what I've been doing. But on a dev perspective, uh, I'm trying to figure what I've done really, I did a little uh, tutorial at the weekend, which you may or may not see. But it was a it was a Java thing. So, um, but that was just a little bit to do with uh, the students i have been doing this year, which is concurrency. Yep. And basically, it's like um, you've got um, a task, and what you do is you use basically what they call like the divide and conquer type strategy, where you say, "Well, okay, I've got this big problem." I can divide it up into lots of little chunks and let each one go off and do something and then they come back at the end and you put like the final solution together. Right. So uh, yeah, basically I did a little tutorial on that. Um, and then other than that, uh, again I'm, I'm still working on building an app at the moment, but right. I've not really got very far. I'm using this Android developer kit and with that, so I can basically get an app and I can open it up in the emulator that says hello world. But what I'm trying to do is do like this Facebook authorization, And so you integrate this Facebook uh, development tools thing. But basically, every time I load up my app, it just crashes. So right. that, that is a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> it's but probably I, a
2: dodgy emulator. It's not the code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with me.
0: But yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's pretty much me. Inside my work work, uh, we are just in the process of just making our, our CMS system uh, multilingual. So, I've been doing that for about the past month, and that is is kind of sounds messy. It is that's exactly the word for it. It's not exactly yeah. hard; it's just messy. And uh, even though we did actually sit down and we planned it, there is so much stuff that you don't think about that suddenly comes up. Yeah. So, uh, basically, how are, you,
2: how are you handling that? Have you got separate language files, and then in the config you set your language, and then is it a case of in in place of just putting text into the templates? So I guess you put a code that says this is the variable that we're looking for if you haven't got it fall back to this one or fall back to this text kind of thing, is it?
0: Yeah, it pretty much just hit the nail on the head. But what we, we tried to do is have a look at how other people did it. But obviously, unless it's like an open source thing, it's hard to know how other people have done it. Right, but yeah. um, we did do the route that you, you pretty much just said, which was, I um, have you heard of David Walsh? He's like, he, The he name rings
2: a... a bell, but I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah, he's... He's really. Uh, he does a lot of tutorials on the web and stuff, and um, I, I find him really, really useful actually. Uh, but he basically had some code snippet which was for like doing uh, like database backups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So what I did is I took his code and um, basically what I did for for every language that the that a client has set up, I basically make copies of each and every table, which sounds painful, but. You know, I'm not saying it is the best solution, but it is a solution. Yeah. And then uh, what I do is basically when the when the user changes language, it then puts into effect what table it actually saves the content to.
2: Okay, right.
0: Because our CMS, we actually do print physical HTML pages. It's not all database-driven. Yep. That's a whole another topic for another week. But um, yeah, so that's where we're doing it, and uh, it's working pretty well. But like I say, you just get the occasional bug up. Well, not even just a bug, but something you just didn't think about, basically. Right. So uh, it's just like so much stuff you have to think about, like like canonical links and all your meta stuff as well. It's yep. not just the content. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing this week. To be
1: honest, you here. you guys have been um, reversing strings in PHP. Oh yeah, oh, no, that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah good fun. That um, yeah, yeah, we might as well say that if, if
2: anyone's listening, Francis having a go at that, it'd put up a, a codecast. We've got a forum on the website now, which if you go to the Three Devs and Maybe website and click on forum. Um, yeah, we've got a forum with I think like what five registered people at the moment. And yeah. you're not one of them uh, yet, I'm not one of them.
1: Sorry. Yeah. No. I
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So Ed, Ed put up like a, a code catter, So Ed and and Michael. What and is myself. kata?
1: This is this is a word I've never heard of before. It's I, just I, like a, I googled it, but is it a, is it like do a, we use it in our in our industry often? Is it is it a word we've adopted or what?
2: No, I think like kata
1: like originally
2: it's like a because I used to do karate when I was like yeah. six, and I remember it from that. And like the catters were the things where you have to like walk kata. around in squares, like punching into yeah. the air and stuff, isn't it? Before um, you get a belt,
0: you do like a Carter. Exactly. Two. Yeah. 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 Carter. See, that's, so I don't yeah, know how, that's how that how I translates to what it. we're
2: doing because we're just doing quizzes, essentially, aren't we? Essentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know it is big. Like, um, especially, I think in the Java world, it's huge as well. Like, um, but yeah, it could be any language. But yeah. I know my mate who's a Java programmer uh, for one of the big banks. They they do it a lot. Um, I think it's a really good idea, actually. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: going to. Um, I was going to see. Try and come up with the most long winded. Way of doing it as a, as an, I still might. I still might.
0: You know what? That'd be a great idea for the second one, actually. Make the longest,
1: just, just, as, just as a bit of fun, like yeah. how not this is the worst. But I, I know that I could definitely do that. Yeah, what's the least
2: <laughs> efficient way that you can do something?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's kind of just how I operate. Yeah,
0: yeah. We should probably mention actually why Ed is absent. Um, I, I don't actually know why he is te- absent, technical ah. difficulties. So, basically, he's cursing me, he's blaming me for it, but you know what? Like, I've had problems with my Mac.
2: With the dust, yeah.
0: Yeah, with the dust, He <laughs> You yeah. went
2: and dumped it all on his computer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, basically, I've still got problems with my Mac. I'm kind of hoping it stays all right for the rest of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, my display just keeps turning off by itself. Uh,
1: but since that's happened, Ed said... That's called, Pat- like, a screensaver. You don't <laughs> do anything for a while. Yeah. Mine the worm
2: comes and moves around the screen all the time. <laughs> yeah
1: <happens> there, yeah. <laughs> You know
0: what, that is just a shocking moment of realisation. I wonder if something has actually changed with my settings. <laughs> oh man, that's so embarrassing. Uh, I'll have to check that after.
1: There's this button on the top right of my keyboard. Whenever I press it, the thing just turns off. <laughs> I don't know what's what right. going on with that. Yeah,
2: keep moving the mouse and we'll be
1: fine. i yeah.
0: will <laughs> check that after. Um, but yeah, he's got a problem where his fan is basically making a real racket now. I was basically having a Skype chat with him the other day and you could hardly hear what he was saying because it just sounds like, you know when you're on hold and you've got like crickets in the background? Yep. Like, it basically sounds like that. So he is not a happy buddy at the moment, but he's going to have to send it in for repair, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but the only other thing else he's got is that um, that Korean laptop. So uh, right. I don't think that was any good. I bet you get a MacBook Air That's as like well. Is that the Arch
1: Linux thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Arch Linux. I said to him, i, I bet he'll get a MacBook, but he's, he's saying he won't. But I bet he will. Why yeah, wouldn't I he? Reckon, what, yeah, what, exactly. What, what does he reckon he's getting then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, well, he's no idea what it's going to cost him to get his iMac repaired, to be fair. So, yeah, but that's why Ed is, isn't here, but I'm sure he'll be back next week yeah. uh, if his computer's fixed. Um, yeah, so that's basically uh, where Ed is, uh, or... Not his, whatever. But he will be back next week, hopefully. So, seamless. Uh, seamless, indeed. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we should have a look. Anyone got any hot picks this week?
1: I actually have three. Oh, oh boom. Which, awesome. is, which is three more than I normally have. <laughs> Go for uh, it. The, fir- the first one, you know, um, installing virtual machines and getting IE on a virtual machine and all that stuff is a bit of a pain in the uh, the derriere. Yeah yeah uh mod you probably got you might know know of it modern.ie and the the tools you can do through there that you can install through the command line that it just basically gives you an executable file that will just boot it all up and do it all and gives you the old uh, disk image and all that stuff just does the whole lot all in one go oh really so what yep. sorry what's that called again it's modern.ie so if you click on that and then get tools yeah you um, is it get tools? Uh, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a but right down the bottom. There's a button called "Download Free Virtual Machines." Yeah, and then inside of there, you can um, you can get a whole load of um, download links where you just get everything that you need to uh, to install a virtual machine, and it just boots straight up from there. That's the first Very thing. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I've, had, I've had to. Um, I haven't got. I, I only had like IE seven and eight installed in a virtual machine on my computer at work, so. Yeah. Um, I've needed to get the rest of them slight disclaimer these files take forever to download so maybe yeah. do it and maybe do it and leave it overnight yeah but, uh, it certainly makes the process of getting virtual machines a lot easier yeah just uh, time consuming the I said three I can't remember what the third one is I know what the second one was maybe the third one will come back to me in a bit. Yeah. The second one is um, is a website called jQueryRain.com. jQueryRain. And this this is brilliant. This is basically like a, just a GitHub for jQuery uh, repositories and tutorials and things. So, anytime you fancy trying to find like some kind of new uh, funky jQuery plugin, go yeah. onto here and you can just search and it will just bring up loads of different bits and bobs. Look, It's really nice. cool. And yeah. do you have to
2: submit to that, or do they do they scan the internet for plugins? Do
1: you submit to that? How do you mean?
2: Like, how does it does it compile its its list? Does it does it go out actively looking for them? Or do, do people submit their own? Or
1: I think they submit to it, but I'm not entirely okay. sure. It's just well, there's tons on there. That's pretty cool. So I, I assume people must submit to it. But it's uh, looks like a really really good resource for that kind of thing. So nice. um, genuinely can't remember what my other well my, my other one. It's it's not um, a new plugin, but. You know um my old nemesis the old Google Maps API. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my uh, my latest project at work is um I basically it's I've got to create this massive Google map with about 40 properties on it and all this uh, bespoke icons and info windows and all this stuff. So I've uh,
2: info windows.
1: Yeah. Is that what they, that's what they're called, isn't it? You know the things that pop up why are you laughing? Nympho. No, <laughs> Nympho. I was I'm so sorry. I'm not plugging right now. Yeah. You My
2: head's not in the right place.
1: <laughs> is the weir- that's the weirdest thing having the video is I could just sit see- you were laughing a lot harder than you sounded. So I couldn't figure out what was going on there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I've been um, literally gone to- been teaching myself like the, the API from scratch going right through the documentation and just like learning it bit by bit, and it's been quite fun. So I'm starting. I'm changing my tune on the on the on that particular API. It's nowhere near as bad as I thought it was, or well, not bad, just difficult to work with. It's it's fine.
0: Yeah, I found it okay actually. Um, I used it a couple of months ago, and I didn't think it was too bad. Um, yeah, I do think knowing OO is kind of vital using that API. Just the way everything is, like like a marker as an object and yeah, well, it's just everything is an object, isn't it? Obviously, I guess it's true with JavaScript, but but especially with that API, it's just the way it works is very OO. I think.
1: Is it is it me or um, is it really really difficult to read a JSON file using JavaScript?
2: Mm, with J, jQuery, makes it easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well I, what I ended up doing was I just I ended up just making it a JS file and. The big um, JavaScript object that has all my property details, I got to read. Yeah, I just I just call that function. But I thought, well, that you know, that seems like an easy way of doing it. I haven't really messed around with JSON files much, so maybe I'll I'll dabble in doing something like that. But yeah,
2: it's, it's not too difficult because I guess if you think about it, it's you, you're going through arrays and, and objects and uh, like yeah. Cause I remember when I first started playing about with JSON and JavaScript, it was like daunting as anything. But then yeah, when you do kind of break it down, it's like, oh well, this part's an array, so you can access this. With square brackets and this part's an object, so you can access. But I, I mean, in,
1: in terms of actually reading the file, like you know, a PHP require or include. Like if you want to do that in in JavaScript, you know, as in, I, I, as in
2: actually going out and getting the file and then and then yeah, just and and, and, it.
1: Yeah, I know. Obviously, um, you, you've got you can do script tags at the top of your page. Maybe that seems like the obvious thing, but if you actually want to like reference the stuff in there, like an array from within that function or an object or something like that in jake to do it by using json didn't seem that straightforward so i ended up just using the js file okay hmm. do you see what i mean
2: not r- no because
1: whenever it <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> I've, whenever I've dealt with <laughs> sorry i'm used to that yeah no that's fine
2: so yeah so where, where's the the json actually coming from like is it a static I'm file sorry. with with json in it itself
1: it is, yeah. I, I, the the list of properties isn't set to change, so I thought rather than messing around with um with input, impo- I, I had a spreadsheet basically, so I just yep. imported it and and just put it into a file. Okay. Messing around with the database. Um. So yeah, it's in um it's in it's in a JavaScript object. Right. Yeah. Initially, I thought, well, you know, JavaScript object that is JSON, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It's essentially,
1: JavaScript yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well. All right, I could save it in a JS file and just like return the array, you know, call it a function and then return yeah. an array from within that function, or you know, maybe I could save this as in a JSON file, right? Yeah. And do some, and you know, and then look to learn some cool stuff and do things a bit differently. But yeah,
2: it, I mean, like generally, generally, if if you save just the the contents of the JSON in a in a file in itself, you can get it with with Ajax, and then I think it's, is it JSON pass or there's a JavaScript something like that which will recognize it as json if it's a valid json file and then you can yeah then you can just pass it using using your standard javascript um, okay but yeah i can, I can yeah, yeah I'm, when i was googling
1: it. it it was going on about http https and all this stuff and i was thinking it can't be that complex
2: no it's just no it's not too bad it's also well again uh-huh. especially with with jquery when when an ajax calls so easy with jquery anyway um and uh, yeah and returning from yeah the, um,
0: it's cool. a lot easier using jQuery, definitely. But yeah. I, I tend to. I guess the main things I do with JSON is usually if I've got like a JSON encoded array, and then most of the time I'm just doing something like dollar dot each, and just looping through array objects and just yep. using you know object dot to get whatever parameter yeah. I need. But um, yeah, I, do, I guess it depends on the JSON file that you're uh, you're reading. I guess too how hard it is yeah.
1: but... maybe, maybe it just wasn't the best way maybe keeping it in a JS file and just calling the function is the best way of doing it I was just I didn't want to um, be going in and out of PHP calling it and then JSON encoding and, yeah. and doing all that stuff yeah. I was like I don't need to do that no. I know yeah. I know that that will work but you know I'm doing this is a JavaScript kind of project I want yeah. to keep it in JavaScript so
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: did you have did you just say your third hot pick or no I can't remember what oh, it was maybe, yeah. Or maybe that was kind of it
0: it's not okay. a hot pick as such but yeah it's kind of what I've been doing so. no worries
1: Fraser uh, anything? Uh, I've got no hot picks, but I've got a uh, a
2: tweeter of the week
0: <laughs> okay
2: go on. Old, uh, good old James Sargent um, he's, he's tweeted us a few times but he gave us a nice one today basically just saying well not today it was about a week ago after the last podcast uh, yeah. just said that he, he loved the latest uh, podcast on JavaScript especially with a special mention of NetBeans as well it's heavy but I like it
0: <laughs> do you it's know who on. he is by the way?
2: And is you your mate yours?
0: He's the guy who works with me. Yeah, oh, no yeah. way. Well,
2: tell it, well, say hello to him. I shouldn't have done it on air then. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be chuffed with a uh, shout-out. Because, yeah, out, so, uh... no, he's, he, yeah he's, he's tweeted us a few times before, so he Yeah, to, he actually listens all of our to all our podcasts, Does so, he? uh, yeah, he'll be probably listening to this tomorrow, so... Yeah. And I had a look yeah, his Twitter yeah. feed as well. He was talking about something called, was it Code Babes or something like that? Code oh, Babes? I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's something <laughs> that I must have missed the boat on, because from, from the tweet, it basically said, oh, yeah, this is why... I can't remember what it was, but he was basically inferring that a lot of. I don't people even were... want to
1: look at it because I don't want to know what it is. I well, think I it's it. It, it could, could be, be anything. Anyway, song. I don't know
2: how. Yeah, I don't know how good it is, but he was kind of inferring that it was something that was getting quite a lot of a lot of mentions at the moment, and it shouldn't be because it's it's crap basically. But it's I don't want to look at it, and it seems to be kind of. Like pictures of hot ladies when you're <laughs> you're sitting there trying to learn the basics of like hello world and what have you
0: or info uh, windows. I imagine that exactly. Well. Yeah, maybe that's
2: where it's come from. Maybe the rise of the code babes show, giving, nympho. Uh, giving Lewis info <laughs> windows.
1: I'd be no, interested thanks. to do a very quick poll actually and see see who out the four of us has the most followers. Um, who who who? a guess would Ed you? Man. I'd say
2: Edman as well.
1: All right. Well, that, or maybe that's a given. All right. Out the three of us then.
2: Um...
1: I'll go with. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want
2: to sound big-headed, but I'd go with me. I think <laughs> oh, not, not and I don't even have a lot. Like it's, it's way less. Yeah, way yeah, less no, This, this, like
1: this is going to work out badly for me, isn't
2: it? I know, so, yeah, because I've had a couple of like people jumping on board because of the rowing thing, but. Uh, so
0: um, a nice
1: picture, of you
0: and Mike, your partner though. Up to about
1: up to about six to eight months ago, Mike. I was always ahead of you and you've, just, you've nearly lapped me. What's so, going on? Really? Where, am I go- where am I going wrong? Give me some advice. Uh, I get don't like, know. I, to be
0: honest, I always get lectured by Ed Mann and uh, my good mate Nick McDowell about uh, blogging and stuff. So I did kind of take that on board, and I've been doing quite a bit. But I, I don't know. I think I get a few from my site, but I only get maybe 15 hits a day on my website. It's really <laughs> pathetic. But I imagine I get a few from that.
1: But I'm just guessing. Yeah. So you're, you're on 95 at the moment. Fraser is 136. Yes. I am. I, uh, what am I? I, I think, think people just like looking at my shiny head. I think 69.
2: That's, that's, it is a beautiful head. 69. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> God, what's going on with you tonight? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I even noticed, like, because I was looking at my Twitter followers the other day and it, it was like. I think it was at 136, and then the next time I looked, at it was it was at 134, and I felt so violated. I'm like, <laughs> just who? Like, I don't say a lot on Twitter, um, but I don't think I'm that offensive, and I don't think it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it just it got to me. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening and you've unfollowed me recently, um, yeah, you know what you can do.
0: Yeah, I really, yeah, I find it really annoying as well. You can find out. Uh, well, the guys at work was telling
2: me but um... oh yeah there's a website who.unfollow.me isn't yeah, it there? um, yeah yeah I, have to I get don't
1: on know. Um, who just as a oh. real aside can you what is going on with my hair there oh, oh it's beautiful I this know we're a... all watching videos looks, like... a... looks like I've got two heads uh, anyway sorry right, who unfollowed
2: me sorry I'm just signing up to this who unfollowed me website because <laughs> <laughs> I need to know well
0: what? <laughs> quality podcast material maybe, i know maybe jeff i would say as a start oh no jeff will oh quiet. you guys
1: love this guy don't you oh yeah, yeah.
2: He's, he's gone quiet i've not heard anything from him he's gone um, very
1: quiet yeah. i think you put him in his place no
2: i think he still listens quietly i think he's yeah he's content there sitting sitting in his little room <laughs> in in tokyo so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i guess sorry from... uh, interrupted your picks there michael have you got any oh
0: yeah uh i've got a couple uh one that i wasn't going to say but um Lou's kind of reminded me, actually, uh, with his modern IE. Uh, and I think we've probably actually already mentioned this, or probably Ed's mentioned it, but, you know, someone might not listen to it when we did. So uh, the first one, I don't even know how you pronounce it, actually. I want to say Puppet, but I know it's not Puppet, because there's another thing called Puppet. do we Vagrant? Yeah. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's the same thing. I'm just being stupid. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's pronounced Puppet. But, uh, yeah, it's just something that helps you setting up virtual machines. Is that the same puppet yeah. as what you know?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A compiler kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Are you, you using Vagrant these days, then? I'm not. No, because I I don't really ever need to. To be it no. To I, I, I did, and now I've stopped. It's it's yeah. more than yeah, i need to, than I to use that at all. Yeah. It's it's, I, it's great idea and everything. It's just it it takes too long to boot the machines up and right. and all this stuff. It's just you, you know I don't. I tend you know,
0: to if, agree with that. I, I know that Ed will be listening back to this and screaming at us, but I, I tend to agree. It does take a while. I guess what I would use it for is would be like um, cross-browser testing, but it's quite quite expensive in terms, of, um, you know, system resources for that purpose.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But basically um, you've got more than one, I, I assume to put the so, real hardcore vagrant users have probably got half a dozen or so yeah yeah i'm and sure and the amount, yeah the amount of memory that must take but i guess
0: if they do a lot of that they've probably got you know really high spec machines that that are good for that but um but yeah that, i just thought i would uh puppet because uh if you bring it up modern ie uh and then my main ones were uh it's one like really small one which is uh write code and it's just like you know uh Fraser, why are you laughing? That's really disturbing. Right code as
1: in left-right, or as in... Um, uh, and... <laughs> um, as in hand-right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say left-right, or as in wrong-right, and then I realise that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. remember
0: that. I can't say anything that could slightly be some sort of innuendo or uh, <laughs> provocative. Uh yeah, I have a really small one. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> writecodeonline. dot Basically, just like it's just like JSFiddle, but you can do PHP <laughs> on there. Sorry, uh, not to phrase it. No. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's quite useful if you need to like collaborate online with someone and just show them a bit of PHP. And uh, another one that I'm I'm absolutely positive we've mentioned on here before, but uh, I've just started using it more now with um, with my work which is um, bitbucket.org yeah which um, yeah I just find uh, if you um, if you are using git or you just want to start using git <laughs> uh, it's a good first step because basically you've got a really nice web interface so you can see your source code and everything unlike github or I don't know if it's still the case but suddenly when I use github like you can only have like public repositories on the yeah. free yeah. level. With Bitbucket, you can have private repositories as many as you want. And
1: all my code is stored in Bitbucket. Yeah, all mine oh, is in
0: Bitbucket as well. All my freelance yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm preaching to the choir here, but uh, it really is good. And uh, for like, everyone at my uh, my work, some people who are less uh, you know haven't really used the command line before, you've got uh, SourceTree which is a really nice, GUI application for handling your commits and you know pushing, pulling, all that kind of stuff. So I really uh, rate that. And the other one I haven't tried this, so I felt a bit bad bring it in, but um, I kind of had a little look at it today, which is Codio.com, uh, which is... S- how, how are you spelling? Yeah, I'll type it in here, actually, so we remember to put it in the uh, show notes, but um, C-O-D-I-O.com.
1: Did I just uh, did I say So that it's not right? It's just not just European like Leader for Refurbishment mm. Barcode, P-O-S, Chip and Pin, then. <laughs> I'm on no, the wrong not, one.
0: That's our sponsor for the week, but um, yeah, C-O-D-I... <laughs> I don't know why I struggle to read yeah, that Yeah, it out. does sound funny, doesn't it? C-O-M-I. Yeah.
2: It sounds like there should be an E in there somewhere.
0: I think that's what's throwing exactly. it off. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it looks really, really nice, actually. Again, it's another editor. We always do, we talk about editors. It seems to be like suddenly like a load of them coming out again.
1: But um, What was the one you were talking about last week that you signed up for a free trial and you didn't get your... Uh uh, yes, um, not PHP Storm. The one, the one Ed that Ed, Ed was going crazy for. The one that's is it? Is it I can't remember. Uh, Atom. 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 Yeah, that's it. I, still oh, have it I, to use. I registered for that probably yeah. about two months ago, and I still haven't had mine. Mine took about that to be honest. Yeah, it took ages. So, uh, but um, have, you, have you used it?
0: Have you tried no, it out? I still can't because my Mac's played up or right. my Sprint saver settings need changing. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, as soon as I can, I'll, I'll let you know what I think on that. But this one looks looks really nice, actually. i you have a look at it sometime. But like looking at the features, like uh, it's just some really nice things in there. Like you know, you start off by creating like a like a Git project. It's just like a different way of doing things, really.
1: I'm worried but, that I'm uh, institutionalised to Sublime now. I think well, I am
2: as
0: well. I am too. To be honest with you, I think I'd have a little play around this, and I'd probably end up going back to Sublime. But um, yeah. but I. This one did kind of like strike me. It's actually looked really nice and modern, and uh, it got some nice features on there. But, yeah, I'll probably try and use it this week, and then come back next week and let you know what I think.
2: Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Oh,
0: there's yeah, a
2: pricing yeah. tab, though, so it's not even an open-source thing, is it? Oh, hang on. Oh, free. Have they
0: got any free one at
2: all? Oh, hang on, yeah. They've got free for public and open-source projects, and then $8 a month if you want to use it for a commercial. Wow. Oh, hang on. That's unlimited private projects and boxes. So... Oh, Oh, hang on. So you say it does like Git repos as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I think I could be wrong here, but when I was looking at the uh, demo, I think it said like you start off by creating a project, and and you've got things like um, virtual boxes all built in or something. Right. Um, I'll have a look and um, come back with a review next week. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Did you guys ever use um, Adobe Brackets? I remember when they were raving about that coming out, but I, yeah. I never, I never looked back at it.
2: I I downloaded it and used it once, and it was. It was really like painfully sluggish. Like it was, you know how you click on sublime and it fires itself open on well within a second or two seconds. Mm. Like brackets, I installed it, and then to actually get the the software open was like twenty five seconds. And this was on my work machine, which is it's a high spec machine, but it's got a spinning drive, um, so it's going to be a bit slower on on the spinning drive. But yeah, like twenty odd seconds before it was usable, and then. I remember I opened up a project and then trying to navigate the folders and like clicking on the folders to expand the folders and that took like another fifteen seconds before they expanded and so I, yeah I I, th- I think I had it open for five minutes tops and then just got rid of it and went back to Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sublime. Well, it failed the test yeah. essentially, like because I, yeah. I physically can't use something that's that slow, like and yeah, yeah. W- and whether there's some th- amazing that. caching or something that needs to happen in the background before it can start yeah. being responsive, not- but Sublime doesn't need to
1: do that, so. Yeah. I'm not looking for anything that Sublime doesn't do, so I exactly. can't really see any reason to yeah. to move away from it. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. thing, actually, the only thing it doesn't well, I don't, I don't know if it, if it does, is you know like Coda, where you can FTP in and actually edit code live that way. Yeah, I really like Coda. Only thing. Yeah,
2: I was given a given a license to that for, by the company that I was working for in New Zealand, so I used that on on the Mac and then. I, I thought that was a great little editor. Something that I really like about that is when you, you know, like on on Sublime, when you put your, your cursor next to a closing bracket, it'll show you where the where the opening bracket is. there's yeah. a really nice kind of interface thing on on Coda that where you, if you if you kind of cursor over, so if you if you step over over a closed bracket, it will actually highlight it with like a kind of like a throb, so you can actually see where it. Is. it's a more visual thing to see. It's just like a, a nice little visual cue thing.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay well i think uh unless anyone else has got any other hot picks we could uh go on to our main topic i guess
2: i think so and i think yeah i might be quite a quiet one on this because uh this is a, a topic that i'm not <laughs> well versed in okay well let's
0: start off with that actually then so both of you uh in any order you want really but um what is your experience of exceptions what do you know what do you think you know um personally um
2: try throw and catch and to be honest that's about it <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's not bad that's not bad uh lou anything you want to add they're kind of used hand in hand with exceptions aren't they that's uh that's kind yeah. of my general understanding is if you an, an exception my understanding of it is it, is it's just a more um kind of dynamic way to handle errors i suppose like the exception yeah. class can actually give you specific error information back, um, yeah. and then if you if you throw an exception in its own right, then it's like using a die statement, and the code the code will die. But if you use a try catch statement, you can you can catch errors and then kind of um, report them out, yeah, as and, as and when you need them.
0: Well,
1: what I'll, what I'll do, yeah, you're both spot on, but I'll uh, I'll do like what Edman
0: does really, and just. Ramble out some notes and then try and make it a bit more interactive and,
1: and kind of. Uh, and then the highlight: uh, testing me and Fraser on, yeah. a, on a subject exactly. that we have very. Uh, there will be a yeah. quiz. Did Can you make yeah. it a
2: jQuery or a CSS quiz, please? <laughs> <laughs>
0: There'll be. I think there's a JavaScript question, so oh, a,
2: I may have a chance at answering one of those, but probably not. <laughs> right.
0: If it's so JavaScript. Here comes the history side of things. Um. Actually, before we dig into that, basically, I didn't really use uh, exceptions until I started getting into Java. And again, like, I'm going to say this, I'll just say it and I'll probably get in trouble with like listeners and stuff. But I generally find, I don't know about you, but with PHP, the whole idea, well, with errors and stuff, I think a lot of people will just say, look, let the whole thing die and then and you bug fix, basically. Um, so, how many times do you see like you know white screen of death with you know black error messages on, or you know you might just suppress all error messages, You might just turn error messaging off, which is a really horrible way of doing it because then how do you know? Okay, you might be logging those errors, but it's but you see it a lot in PHP, right? That I have a
1: I have a confession to make. Yeah, this, is, this was done completely by accident, but without yeah. realizing like the whole. Um, Framework that I've been developing for probably about six months now. I only yep. realised about three, I don't know, three four weeks ago that I'd actually been suppressing errors. I just, I just thought I was the world's best coder ever. <laughs> oh, no, um, my <laughs> well, that's really common, you know. I, I, I did, my environment variable was it was set to report errors if it was um, in production mode, right. not in. Uh, oh god! And now I've fixed that. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been yeah. having a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, but I think that that is a prime example, and that that's the thing. And people don't really, I don't think people really spend much time thinking about what their error configuration is or anything like that. But in the certainly in the Java world, like when you look at it, like desktop applications and stuff, it it's, it seems to be a lot more important. And um, and the whole idea is that you have like graceful uh, degradation, not not degradation, graceful kind of if the program is going to collapse, that you do it in a nice way, even if the program. If you get to the point where a program cannot continue, you need to do something with that, whether it's feedback information to the developer, pass on a message to the user and say, look, the program's stopped working. You should do something rather than just let it die. You know, how frustrating is it when you're running a program and it just, you don't know what's going on? You don't know if it's still going or if it's crashed yeah. or what. So that's really where exceptions come in. But I'll do the Ed and just talk about the history very, very quickly. But basically... <laughs> <head of> <laughs> It was, they first came in, in uh, and this is Ed's favourite language, actually. He, uh, he does a lot Python. of... Python? No, uh, Lisp. Latin. Actually, <laughs> Latin. Uh, Lisp is uh, Ed's favourite language. He's, uh, he's a huge supporter of Lisp. It's but It's Ed's favourite language, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he absolutely raves about it. Uh, yeah, I, if you speak to him, he'll tell you why it's so much better than Python and, uh, and PHP and... Java but yeah loves Lisp but um, exceptions came in with Lisp in the 1960s and 1970s and uh, past that it started to become really popular especially like in the 1980s and uh, just to list off a few languages basically you've got it in ActionScript uh, Ada Blitzmax never heard of that in my life C++ C Sharp D Ecmascript, Eiffel Java ML Object Pascal Objective C PHP Prolog, Python, Ruby, Scala—you name it. All the modern languages now. You, you've got some sort of
1: exception. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> Any more yeah. to that list? I, <laughs> I know one of those.
2: What was Maybe the Blitz you know, one? Because I, I want to learn that. It sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Blitzmax. Blitzmax. That would Sorry, be great having to see there. I hope that's like a new thing that's up and coming because it sounds good.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's you know basically in the most modern languages. Um, now, I was going to ask this question, uh, but I don't know like how much, how many other languages you guys use on a day to day basis. But I was just going to see, like, especially if Ed was on, really to see like how much exception handling he uses in PHP and how much he uses in Java. Now, he's not here to defend himself, but I would bet money that he uses it more in other languages than he does in PHP. But I might be wrong, so I'll let him defend himself next week. But I think, in my mind people are a lot more laps of it in PHP. That, that's my personal feeling on it. But, yeah, again, the the good thing about exception handling is you have some sort of graceful recovery. So you might be able to try and fix the problem. You can catch it, find out what's going on, and then you can actually recover and continue. Or at the very worst case, if you know you can't recover, you can actually do something with that information, log it, and then pass on a sensible message to the user. Um, so... But I guess you guys have all seen, like when you have had errors come through, like something like fatal exception, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But basically when you get those messages, that's a prime example where you can do, you can open up a try catch statement. Obviously after your try block, you will say, okay, if this is okay, then try and execute this line of code. But if something goes wrong, then catch it. And you can catch that particular type of exception. Now there's, you could do two things really. You could catch the exception and you, this is thinking more something like Java, but in Java, you can say, well, okay, I'm expecting this kind of exception. So you can do this PHP as well, actually. But you can say, well, I want to see if I'm going to get this type of exception. And if I do, then do something with it. And, or what you could do is the other approach is where you just catch exception because all these different exception types will extend the exception class. So you could catch everything. You could say, well, look, I want to try this, but I want to test for the eventuality of, any exception type coming back.
2: So basically, if, if anything goes wrong whatsoever, I want to do, yeah.
0: Exactly. Or you could do it more fine-grained. You could say, well, look, if I get an out-of-bounds exception, i.e. someone's trying to get something out of an array, but that, that key doesn't exist. The, the item's not in the array. So you might yeah. say, just catch this exception. I don't care about anything else. So you can literally fine grain it as much as you want, or you can just throw the kitchen sink at it.
1: The the um, Stripe API uses a try-catch statement for, um, for handling its errors, actually. It does, yeah, and that's a great thing quite, because... Quite a cool way.
0: Yeah, and if you get that exception type, you can then do something like a print R or a var dump on there, and you can get, like you quite already said, one of you said before, that you can get more information on the exception then, mm. and it just it's a nice way of debugging, basically. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, okay, we talked about PHP, obviously that's pretty all our primary language, but you can actually do um, exceptions in JavaScript as well, thinking mainly about the web. You can, uh, you can Try catch
1: is quite universal, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it is, yeah,
0: to be fair, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't know, I had to before the podcast, I had to Google to see if you could do it in JavaScript. Um, but you can, and it's the very same thing, yeah, try catch statement. Um, and basically, you, you could create your own custom exception with JavaScript by just putting throw and then adding a string. So you could say, well, try and do this, but if it doesn't work, then throw, throw Um Okay, some sort of string that says, this didn't work, try again, whatever you want to do. And then you just catch, and then you just put a variable inside of the catch uh, block. And then you can do something with that. But there's also another uh, more, uh, a better way of doing it, which um, I think Douglas Crockford, who you hear like Ed going on about a lot. But basically, you can, you could do like a throw instead of just throwing a, a string, you could throw like an object. And you know how like you create an object in JavaScript, you just open up your square brackets, and then you have like a uh, feel for everything. So like he shows an example where he's got like a name of the exception, a level for the exception, a message, a HTML message, and, uh, and he has like a two-string thing as well. So you can do it in JavaScript as well. But again, probably I imagine most people don't because it's interesting why people don't. I mean, why, why do you guys haven't... Done it more in PHP, I guess. That's not me having to go.
2: You, but. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, I, 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 I don't really have an excuse. The only reason that I personally don't is, I guess, I don't even know. It's because I'm, I'm very self-taught in in PHP, and it's not something that if you, if you don't know about it, and if you don't use it, or if you're not taught about it, I guess it's something that you can chug along with without even noticing it exists. To be honest yeah. with you. Um, completely agree. That's, that's the that's the only only the only excuse for me. Like, because if you come across a problem where you where you need to actually achieve something, then you'll investigate how to how to best achieve that problem. Whereas this kind of this area of exceptions over in the corners is something that to me could could quite happily exist over there. and I'd never have any interaction with it whatsoever unless I had to. Yeah, kind of modify a framework or or something like that where where they did already employ exceptions.
0: Yeah, no exception I, handling. I completely agree. No, like, I hardly ever use um, exception handling in, in PHP, but I do it a lot more in Java. Yep. I can't really explain why, but I always say that I think any web developer who's worth a salt has a bit of the God complex, and they kind of think, ah, nothing's going to go wrong with my code, or we've been doing it so long and it's, it's a, it's a very loose and flexible Oh, no, I'm
2: exactly the opposite, I'm like oh god everything's going to go wrong with this, <laughs> like, I finish a website yeah. and then like the boss is like is it, is it finished is it ready to go live? I'm like
0: yes yeah. like, yeah, like fully, fully
2: well knowing that it is fine and it is good but like yeah. absolutely crapping my pants that the second it goes live everything's going to go wrong
0: something that you haven't imagined could go wrong yeah. yeah that's true but I mean on that basis you know I think we pretty all should use exception handling more but I guess it's it's kind of stuff like it's like testing. It's not the most exciting stuff in the world. We don't really want to do it. And yeah. exception handling does take longer. You know, it's more work. Let's face it. But it, it can be really valuable in things in terms of testing. But I was just going to say. I mean, but you've got the main exception class in PHP, like the the really the pep and the superclass exception, and it's got several methods on there that you may or may not know about, but when you look at them, you think actually this could be really helpful with debugging. So you've got got these different methods, which are get message, get previous, get code, get file, get line, and get trace. And I won't go into like what each individual one
1: does, but basically you can imagine, like, quit. that's in the quiz, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but
0: yeah, those things are really helpful. I mean, the amount of times that like, you have something wrong with a website, you think, oh, I have no idea what's causing it. This kind of stuff can do the difference. And also you can get that information. You could log it to a text file. You could email it to yourself, something, whatever you want to do. But the, the power there is really, you know, really good. Um, whereas you think the other ways of doing things are, what well, going down line by line, kind of exiting out, trying to work out stuff that way. Actually using exception handling can be a lot more powerful. And, uh, you know, Taking a little little bit more time to do that could be your friend, I guess. Uh, The other thing you can do in PHP, there's a function called set underscore exception underscore handler. So that would mean that every exception that comes through, you could do something custom with it. So say you haven't got a lot of time to start adding in exception handling. What you could do at the very least is just set this exception handler and say, well, look, any errors that happen, just log it all for me or email it all to me, something like that. So again, it's you know really powerful. You could do whatever you want with that. Um, and then basically, I've just looked at. I've got two lines for pros and cons, really, because I was trying to look on the web, see what everyone else was talking about. But um, the main things that people say as a con is that that there's like a high performance overhead. Now, I don't think I can't think how many people would actually think. Oh yeah, I'm really worried about the force overhead. I'm not going to put an exception handling.
2: Yeah.
0: But that is, I think that's quite like a. A severe attitude to I me mean, that's quite an extreme but I don't know what it's like in other program languages to be fair but in certainly PHP I would have thought it wouldn't even be a concern but again I, that could be really controversial and I could have Jeff on our case but um You will. Yeah <laughs> uh, And the other thing is unfortunately what you can do with exception handling is you can start passing that exception around and around so basically if you say you've got like seven classes and you've got lots of like inheritance lots of extending this extending that extending you can keep passing that error back so like back up the trace and it becomes really messy trying to find out where things are and what's going on but again that's more of a uh, software craftsmanship thing more than anything but but yeah it's really powerful what you can do it's you know there's not much more i can say about exception handling other than you know, we probably should be doing it. And I think it's something yeah. that people do more in other languages uh, than what we are doing in PHP. So,
1: yeah. When when you're con- just... Conditions are using if statements and using that for everything, then... Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of what you tend to stick to. But I don't yeah. know. Are there, are there cert- certain situations where, you know, they say, you know, you should definitely use a try-catch statement rather than if else, or...? Well,
0: I guess... The way things are going now, and obviously PHP's had this big shift, like from a procedural language to becoming more of an object-oriented language, and things like date, time, and stuff. Like, I think there's quite a lot of stuff in the date, time class where they throw exceptions, and it's you can't ignore them. You know what I mean? You you have to catch it and do something with it. It's not like you choose whether to accept it or not. You have to catch it. So things like that, you know, you just have to do it. Um, it can be quite frustrating sometimes when you think, "Oh, don't throw an exception; just just don't do it; just return null or something if you can't do it." But I think it's going to be more and more that way. And I think PDO as well; the PDO class there's quite a few things that throws exceptions there. So, you, yeah,
1: and like connecting to your database in the PDO when you're using PDO is done normally with try catch. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because that throws an exception if you can't. And like you said with um, with Stripe. You know they they throw exceptions and I got caught out with stripe on that front and I suddenly had to add in a try catch statement, um, but yeah I think it is something that will become more and more important, uh, particularly with PHP. I think it's been kind of neglected in the past, but but again there'll probably be really good PHP developers out there using it all the time, so I don't want to uh, say that too much. So mm. did you? guys have any questions that I might be able to answer with exceptions or are you quite happy with that
2: personally no um, I think we should battle yeah. it out you I ready should. for the big quiz yeah okay So
0: well, it's just, it's whoever
2: can it's score a point it should be sudden death because we can go on for about four hours of whoever gets the first question <laughs> right
0: <laughs> well I've only put five questions to me yeah, actually, yeah first, nice, person, so, uh...
1: first person to get one right wins yeah <laughs> <laughs> golden goal uh, you should,
0: I'm sure you'll get one Okay, so uh, let me just see how this is going to work. Let me see if you can both answer this let me have a look. Uh, Okay, you could probably just guess this one. So uh, you can both answer this. There's no rush or anything. uh, Okay, how can you reset the exception handler after declaring set underscore exception underscore handler? That's the function I was talking about before where you can add like a custom handler for any exceptions. And the question is, what function can you use to reset the exception handler? Um, the, <laughs> the
1: reset, reset, reset function. Handler. <laughs> or the if res- it's not called that, then it blooming should be, because so what's, that's what the, it oh,
0: Sorry, what's the function to set it? Again? The, so the function to set it is set underscore exception underscore handler. Okay, unset
2: underscore exception <laughs> underscore handler.
0: That would make sense, wouldn't it? it Why would. is PHP just... Sometimes the naming is awful. Uh, it's not, no. Lou? Okay. Uh,
1: reset, arrow, exception, the handler.
0: Again, that would have been my guess, because that's quite logical. It's not, actually. It is restore, underscore, exception, underscore, handler. Well,
1: of course. We got to re-bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do we get, like, a quarter of a point for that? Uh... <laughs> No, because
0: I can't put a quarter oh, right. sublime. I guess I could put 0.25. Alright, you can have a quarter of Yes! Uh, number two.
2: Or you could do one over four. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh, Alright, either way it works. Uh, number two, then. Uh, what does the finally part of a try-catch statement do?
2: If nothing else is matched, then do that. Oh no. oh no once no. you've done everything do that or once you've done all the other available options sorry I'm just jumping the gun you'll go Lewis
0: <laughs> Lee
1: finally i don't yeah. i'm not i'm trying to th- I'm sure I've heard of it but I'm trying to think is it is it if if no exceptions are found do this, but then I suppose it would stay in the tribe bit wouldn't it because it hasn't found any exceptions.
0: So, so I guess uh, I
1: guess what I'm trying to say is I haven't got a clue. <laughs> You've both kind of answered the question,
0: sort of. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you another quarter of a point each. Do I get a point just for
2: answering it? Can go I have another stab it. at it? Yeah, go for it. Like, is it, does it tr- do all its tries and all its catches, and then whatever the outcome of that is, it, it doesn't matter what the outcome is, because
0: then it goes on to the final. It's
1: not, it's not like the default part of a switch statement, is it? That kind of
0: whatever. You're on the right tracks. I think Fraser's just answered it. Uh, yeah, basically, I'll give you a point for that, Fraser. And, Lee, I'll give you a quarter. Um,
1: oh, thanks.
0: I'm going to give you half. I'm feeling generous. Oh, brilliant. Uh, you look, you, can you you I have three nice quarters? <laughs> Rather than
2: half point, can I have three quarters? Because I didn't get it right first time. Three
0: three quarters. I like, I like your headphones. Oh, I'm going to have to add this up. Thanks, <laughs> I'm going to have to add this up after. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, I think you just got it there, Fraser. It, regardless of whether it gets through the try catch statement, whether it, you know it passes or not, it, it executes it anyway. So, which is what you were kind of saying, Lou, with the default on a switch statement, but it's a little bit more in depth that it'll actually execute that bit of code regardless of what happens in the try catch statement. So, it will always happen, always happen. So, that's that one. Okay. Uh, okay. So, number three within the SPL or the standard PHP library, you have a certain type, a certain amount of native exception types that are all built into the library for you. And I guess the question is, name as many as you can, and I will offer a point to each one that you can name.
1: Uh, I can do two, two. All right, yeah, go for it. Can you can you raise my two, Fraser? No. (laughs) Exception handler and error handler. Uh I might be wrong, probably wrong. In which case that's embarrassing.
0: You are wrong. Well, you're not necessarily wrong, it's probably if I just uh asked the question in a way that's actually nonsensical, but can you repeat the question? Yeah, sure. So you know you've got the standard PHP library, the SPL. Yeah. There are a certain amount of exception types that are built into that library that already exist. What is going on here? And um yeah, basically, I want you to name as many as you can. So I'm going to give you a clue. They all end in the word exception. So when you see like those fatal errors come up, mm-hmm. probably some of them will be like native ones that are built into the library. Okay. So I think I mentioned one before, but I'm just checking. It's not a Java one. I think it's in PHP as well.
2: Data type exception?
0: Uh, it's not on my list. Uh, I've, uh, that's probably not even... Uh, I did mention one before, if you can think of it, and it was with the example of arrays.
1: Array exception. <laughs> <laughs> no. Array handler.
2: No. exception.
1: Array exception, <laughs> handler, exception, handler.
0: <laughs> no. So uh, imagine, like, you go and try and get something out of an array, and you say, go get me number three or, out of this array. Ah,
1: oh, index exception. in Array... <laughs> Pluck, Array handler. index <laughs> exception. Array object index not found exception. JSON handler.
0: I'm tempted to take points away from you both. Uh, no, <laughs> I mentioned it five minutes ago. Invalid index
1: exception.
2: No,
1: so if it wasn't. Stop googling. I love it. You're googling and you're still wrong.
2: Oh my hey, hands do... are up here. because oh, oh, okay. okay. like, my my keyboard's here, so
1: you'd see that. Okay. Uh,
0: so if something wasn't inbound. What would it
1: be? Out outbound outbound exception. exception. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, impatient are you? I was just literally coming to that one. Right. I'll mention the other ones for you to out say. Out bounds exception with our, with array handlers. Yeah,
0: You got out of bounds exception. You've also got bad function call exception, bad method call exception, domain exception, invalid argument exception. Actually, did someone just say that? Maybe I've been. Did, what are did you Not say? I
2: said it... invalid index.
0: All right, okay, and I'll give you that then. Uh, length exception, I get that all the time.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, logic exception. Um, well, in out- people take exception to to my uh, left, or... yeah, yeah. Okay, is that in the yeah. catch? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they catch
0: my length. Or do you try? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> logic exception, uh, out of range exception, overflow exception. Range exception, uh, runtime exception, underflow exception, unexpected value exception. Which just reminds me, remind me after I finish the quiz, there's one other thing I should mention about exceptions, which I haven't mentioned. Uh, right, number four. That, is that the exception?
1: <laughs> Whee! <laughs> oh, number four. God.
0: What year is commonly agreed upon for the year exceptions were introduced?
1: 1976.
2: No. 19... <laughs>
0: 82
1: 1943
0: Great. I'm going to say the closest
1: wins so are they your final answers 1991 uh, 1991 1990
2: then to block him for the lower
0: uh, I honestly don't know if you guys actually listen to anything I say because I actually talked about the decade that they came in but uh, really I, cool.
2: I don't recall that
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh Fraser you win. Uh, uh If your shocking answer of 1990. I originally uh,
1: yeah. said 82 though. You did say 82 yeah, And, and actually, I, I originally said 1947. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it was
0: 1962. Oh, so uh, sure you get a point. You would have one with 47. <laughs> uh right, and the final question to redeem yourselves is um What is the equivalent of catch syntax in Python? This one would have been red, really.
1: As a a seasoned Python programmer, (laughs) I can can, uh, uh, hold. It's a good guess, but it's not right. Grab. No. Uh, Cling. No. Fraser, your turn. Just mallet, mallet this one up. Basket. Uh, Contain.
0: Right. I'm going to give you both a clue, which should make it really easy-ish. So it's going to be the first one to answer. Okay. Okay. All right. But basically, the word is in exception.
2: Except. Except. Correct. Uh, Correct. Fraser, I think you were first. So technically, in exception, but you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm looking bad tonight. um yeah, so I have the winner with, oh, oh, that's good. It adds up two points out of five. Well done. It's Fraser. Boom. Uh,
1: solid, solid performance there. Thank you. Yeah. And yourself? Well done to you. <laughs> I feel I feel myself I could have maybe done better. <laughs> so there is one other
0: thing I should mention about um, exceptions, and you don't have this in PHP, but I think you do in most languages, is you have two types of um, exceptions. Also, with PHP, it's an interpreted language, so you don't have the compiling stage. With something like Java, you do. Um, And because you have two different types of exceptions, one is called a checked exception and one is called an unchecked exception. And basically, all that means is if you have a checked exception, I can't even say the word, checked exception, (laughs) (laughs) a checked exception, um, basically, when you compile your program, the compiler will actually go through your program and check that you're actually... Uh, dealing with those um, with those it exception
1: will, types. You, it will check the checked exception.
0: Is that what it? You're will saying? it will check the checked exception? Yes, exactly. Whereas an unchecked one, basically, they're things that happen at runtime that the compiler can, can't know about. But you extend a certain class to make it a checked exception. But,
1: but if uh, the if the check if the unchecked exception hasn't been checked, but then it gets checked, does the unchecked <laughs> exception become checked? Check. Yeah, it does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah that's, uh, that's for other languages with PHP you don't have to worry about that but uh, in, in Java and other languages you do, I can't really talk for things like Python but I'm sure Edman will uh, inform us next week, but that is about all the notes I have for exception handling but again I guess the main things I would say is that I don't it's used that much in PHP by most people at the moment certainly in terms of creating your own exceptions but it can be really powerful for debugging and, and just that kind of stuff so, I would fully recommend uh, getting on board with it. But if I have said anything that you completely disagree with, feel yeah. free to uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: to leave us any comments or any questions. To, to be that. honest, I take issue with quite a lot of that. So, uh...
0: <laughs> you can leave uh, some comments on the forum after. I will.
2: Um, <laughs> no, I will thank you for, for doing the work in that, Michael. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously yes. I, I was no input in, into the
1: conversation. But, yeah, thank no you problem for, at all. No worries. I I can always try and rely on my entertainment value. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be the same.
0: So uh yeah, well done Fraser and William the quiz. and uh I think we're pretty all about done for um for this week unless anyone else thinks they have anything that they need to uh to add.
2: Uh, just the standard end of show stuff of can we have some reviews on iTunes? Uh, if anybody yeah. would care to give us one, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, keep sending us emails and tweets. We we genuinely do appreciate you uh, taking the time to well just to listen and to to get in touch with us.
0: Hundred percent. And use the new forum as well. We'd really like to get people on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: jump on the forum and see if you can beat edit some of his uh, his his own catter that he's put up there because that be
0: yeah that'd be good. That would be amazing. Yeah, then, yeah so someone put up a really inefficient <laughs> one as
2: well. We're up for a really inefficient one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other thing is, um, I think we've changed the way our article system's working on the FreeDesk website now as well, because I think before it was getting like the, the last 10 articles, the last 10 tutorials, but I think now it's getting everything from like the beginning of time, so there's a lot more resources on there as well, mainly Ed stuff to be fair, but
1: yeah. yeah. I haven't written, I just haven't had time to do anything like that. I, yeah. I will, i plan to eventually, but I haven't even got yeah. my own site up and running at the moment. It is hard,
0: isn't it? It's like the whole painter-decorator paint thing. Like they, The last thing they do is their own house because the last thing they want to do when they get home exactly. is do it. But, um,
1: yeah.
0: but, yeah, there's loads of resources on there, so check it out. And, uh, yeah, go on forum, tweet us, email us, whatever you want. Yeah, Louis I need more to followers, you. please. Yeah, follow Lewis. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone. He, Are you yeah. guys following me? <laughs> <laughs> I do follow you, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I
0: love your tweets. They're really tough. Thanks, mate. Always. right back at you. <laughs> and anyone who wants to come on the show, anyone who, uh, any level, any level whatsoever survey, novice. Well, <laughs>
2: no, I'm, I'm not for anyone, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, if right you've got well, anyone with anything to say about web dev. Yeah. From, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. 100%. Cool. And I don't know what topic is for next week, but uh, we will be back, and hopefully we'll have Ed back with us. You two both around next week.
2: Uh, I am indeed. Yeah, I'm around for three more weeks, and then that's when I shoot off. But I'll, I'll, I should be able to get at least one in while I'm in the US, and then we'll get some something when I'm on the boat as well. Nice. So we should be a full team next week.
0: That'd yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for bit, there. thanks You're for listening, right. everyone. <laughs> we have been three devs and maybe, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at three devs dot com or follow us on Twitter at the number three devs and a maybe.